Hello everybody, my name is Caleb Carr and this is New York Sports. New York Sports. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of New York Sports. It has been a while since I've done one of these. Apologize about that, but we're just going to jump right into this. Uh, starting off on today's agenda, we're going to talk about the Nets bubble team. They, uh, the New York, not sorry, not New York. The the NBA has sent their teams to Orlando to start the bubble, and we have seen some. Teams have begun practicing, and games will be starting by the end of this month. So we're going to take a look at our Nets bubble team compared to what the probable, possible, and most likely starting five will be for the Nets next season. Next, we're going to head upstate to Buffalo. They have released the, um, statements saying that they are separating with New Era for stadium for the stadium name and um stadium naming and rights agreements then we're going to head to the mlb real quick going to give you an update on their return and my projection for our two new york teams and finally the nhl has released a little more info on their starting date and how the their playoffs will go down so we're going to discuss that and then finally we're going to head outside of New York down to DC for a little bit for a little news update there. But starting off right now, we're going to start right, right with the nets, the, their bubble team and their potential starting five for next season is dramatically different. Um, first of all, I would like to just start with the fact that just go over their schedule. Their schedule was released, uh, about a couple, Two weeks ago, maybe, the schedule was released for the Brooklyn Nets. They're going to start off on July 31st is their first game against the Orlando Magic. August 2nd, they'll be going off against the Washington Wizards. We'll see them on August 4th against the Bucks. August 5th, going back-to-back days against the Boston Celtics. August 7th, they'll face off against the Sacramento Kings. August 9th, we'll see them go against uh, a potential championship contender the los angeles clippers august 11th we'll see them go against the magic again and then they'll finish off their those um, bubble games on august 13th against the trailblazers so as i said this all start starts at the end of this month july 31st we're getting really close folks but you know looking at this their team. So they play Boston, the Clippers, the Bucks, the Magic twice, the Trailblazers, the Kings, and the Wizards. Not a bad, not bad right there. You know, if you look at how the season started with the team that they had, I say this team goes five and three, four and four uh, with these eight games. But looking at what their potential lineup is going into the bubble, I'm thinking more of a three and five. Um, so let's just jump right into this. Their starting five potential, their potential starting five on the floor in Orlando. They picked up Jamal Crawford in free agency. You know, he's getting kind of old, but he is a really talented player, in my opinion. And I think hopefully he makes some type of impact. We're going to most likely we're going to see him at the number one point guard spot. We're then going to have Karis Levert 
at the number two spot most likely. We'll probably see Joe Harris at the number three because Spencer Dimwitty will not be playing. That's why Levert will be moved up to the two, and Joe Harris will take his spot at the three. Brought in Michael Beasley. Uh, we'll probably be seeing him play the number four power forward spot. And then the backup center, You know he's had a great year. I think he's one of the most underrated centers in the league, Jarrett Allen. But compared, you know, this isn't that bad of a squad. You know, Jamal Crawford, uh, hopefully, you know, he's kind of getting there. He's getting later in his career, but hopefully he's still got enough in the tank to provide for this team. You know, Levert is a strong player. Definitely not one of the best, but he's definitely one of the better on the team. Joe Harris, you know, I think, again, he's a little underrated. He's a great shooter. Um, he's, I think he's a great player. Should he really be on a starting five? I don't really know that, but we're going to put him there anyways. Michael Beasley, I don't think he belongs there at all, but it's what has to be done at this point. And then Jared Allen, I think, like I said, he's one of the most underrated. So I think he, I think he's going to be good in that spot, but compared to what the potential five on the floor are going to be in crunch time coming up this next season, we're going to have Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dimwitty. Dimwiddle, uh, Karis Levert, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. Um, obviously, you know there are there have been rumors about possibly bringing in Bradley, Bradley Beal from the Wizards. Um, this offseason is going into free agency. There's been talks about possibly signing him or trading for him. You know that would probably probably knock out Levert, and we probably put Dimwitty down to the three spots. So we'd have Kyrie. So you you're looking at. Irving, possibly either Lavert or Beal, Dimwitty, Durant, and Jordan. This is a team right here. Even without Beal, this is an automatic championship contender team you got right here. Uh, you bring in Beal, and you're putting you're putting the Nets right there with the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Clippers. In my opinion, in my honest opinion, you're putting them right there with them. But that is the future we're talking about right now. This bubble team: uh, Crawford, Lavert, Harris, Beasley, and Allen. You know, like I said with who they're going up against. You know, they play the Magic twice. I could see at least, you're definitely seeing at least one win there, possibly two. Um, I'm seeing a win against both the Kings and the Wizards, definitely. You got the Trailblazers and the Celtics. I think against those two teams, we're seeing a one and one They're going to beat one of them, I believe. And then I'm seeing a loss, definitely, against the Clippers and the Bucks, and probably the Magic at least once. Um, so I think the ceiling for them is going to be four and four, you know, beat the Kings and the wizards, beat the bucks, beat the, um, not the bucks, beat the magic at least once. And then either beat the trailblazers or the Celtics or beat the magic twice, maybe, but I'm seeing the floors, the ceiling is four and four and the floor is going to be two and six for them. You know, you go two and six, that doesn't really put them in that great of a spot to, you know, going into these, going into the playoffs. You might possibly have to see a playing game coming out of them. I really don't think it's it's going to be really close. Right now they're at seven. They are only they're only half a game ahead of the Magic. So if you if they go if they end up going two and six, say let's say they go two and six, the Magic. Where are the Magic? The Magic are most likely, looking at them, they've got kind of an easier, in my opinion, they've got kind of an easier road. I could see the Magic going 4-4, four and four, which puts the Magic ahead of the Nets. Now, the Wizards are pretty 
far down, so I don't see the Nets dropping out of the top eight. But if they are the number eight, then they're going to have to go against the Wizards or maybe even the Hornets. But um, the Hornets are right there, too. Um, no, the Hornets aren't invited. I'm, I apologize. The Hornets will not be invited. But the Wizards are right there. So they could somehow find, they could somehow drop down to eight. They won't drop out to number nine, but they could drop down to eight. And we could see them having to do a playing game against the Wizards, which would not, obviously, would not be the greatest for them. Be a tough, a tough game. But, you know, so like as I was, as I was saying, this isn't, it's definitely not ideal with injuries and people sitting. It's just not ideal for this team right now. Um, I don't think it would have been any more ideal without the COVID with just having playoffs go regular. I don't think it would have been any more ideal than it is right now. But it is what it is. And I could see the Nets may, definitely making the playoff playoffs. It either... Hopefully it's a seven seed, but more realistically, we'll probably see them at an eight seed. And then, you know, going from there, you're going to, they're going to have to play the top Bucks team. So it's going to be tough, but I don't see the Nets going very far this season. Hopefully next season we, we bring in Kyrie Durant and hopefully Bradley Beal. And we got a championship team right there. Alrighty, now headed up to Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills and New Era have agreed to end the stadium naming and rights agreement. The Buffalo Bills have have announced the end of their naming and sponsorship deal with New Era Cap Company. The announcement indicates that this was a mutual agreement between the two uh the two companies, the two parties. And the Bills released this message yesterday regarding the separation. The Buffalo Bills and New Era Cap Company jointly announced that New Era has asked to be released from their naming rights and sponsorship deals with the Bills. The Bills and New Era are currently negotiating the deals of this separation, and the Bills are beginning the process of pursuing a new naming rights partner for the stadium. Formerly known as Rich Stadium and Ralph Wilson Stadium, the venue was renamed New Era Field in 2016. The Buffalo headquartered New Era Cap Company had purchased the rights for a 10 for a term of seven years, which we now know will not be renewed in 2013. So this all happened pretty suddenly yesterday afternoon. There wasn't much before it that you could like point at and say, oh, that's where it went wrong. You know, you're not looking at uh, Washington, Washington situation, which we will get into later. Um, but you're not looking at a Washington Redskins situation where it's like, I don't want to be part of this organization or you need to change the name. It was just kind of out of nowhere, like we don't want to be here anymore. Um, we haven't really seen much come out about a reasoning, but all we know is that New Era will that the field, the stadium will not be New Era Field anymore, and Bills have begun to look for new names. Um, there hasn't been much. They haven't come out with any leading contenders. I do know that there was one. Um, sig- one uh shoot what's one company has come out and said that they would like they have made a offer but other than that there hasn't been anything anything out for 
anything. And the offer was very low, so the uh, the probability of it was is very low. But anyways, some names that a lot of uh, fans have been looking around, and there's been a lot of things that's coming out. Uh, Wegmans is another is a leading contender. You know, obviously Wegmans is a a big part up in Buffalo and just in New York in general, Rochester area. But Wegmans is a uh, Seneca Gaming. Uh, I've seen that one. I don't think that one's very probable at all. I think UR Medicine has a good chance. I think UR Medicine ha- is strong. Uh, a lot of people have saying just put it back to Ralph Wilson Stadium, which I think well, a lot of fans would like. I know that I would like them. I think that would be a great just to go back down to New Era. Uh, Perry's Ice Cream Stadium has popped up a couple times. Uh, we've seen Tim Hortons Stadium, Mighty Taco. That was that's one that a lot of people are coming out and saying more kind of as a joke, Mighty Taco. But I do think that that would kind of be cool. But I do really think that if Buffalo went with a team that you know, you look at some stadiums around the league, Gillette Stadium for let's just use Gillette Stadium. Gillette's known Gillette's Razors and Shaving Company. They're known all across America, the the world, really. But I really think that if Buffalo kind of went like hometown uh, with a Tim Hortons or a Wegmans or a UR Medicine, I really think that that would be really special for not only Bills fans, but just the whole community to kind of have a stadium name after something that's close. You know, Buffalo is very, I do believe that Buffalo is one of the most friendly kind of areas and everyone just kind of comes together. And it just seems very united, the the fan bases and the teams and just the family in general. But, you know, I really think that something like Wegmans or UR Medicine or Tim Hortons would be really cool. The chances of those, we're not sure. We haven't really seen anything come up yet. But I do think that, in my opinion, anyways, those are my top three, Wegmans, UR Medicine, and Tim Hortons. All right, we're just going to jump right into the MLB real quick. They have come out. Training camps have started. Opening day will be July 23rd, July 24th. Um, The deadlines for players to be added to the roster is going to be September 15th. The trade deadline will be August 31st. And the projected end of the regular season is going to be September 22nd, 27th. I'm sorry. So going into the season, you know, the Yankees and the Yankees and Dodgers are the two the two teams that everyone's going to be watching really obviously the um games are going to be down not nearly as many games as before so you know you look at projections a lot of people are saying that the Dodgers are going to get 37 or 38 wins um they're putting the Yankees just a little below i can see the Yankees getting a 37 37 wins with the Dodgers getting 36 actually i think the Dodgers would be just a little bit lower than the Yankees. A lot of people are saying that the Dodgers are going to have more wins, but I'm seeing the Yankees getting at least one or two more wins than them. So I'm having the Yankees at 37 wins. For the Mets, I'm going to have them not too far behind. You know, there's a gap. There's a big gap between the Dodgers and the Yankees. That big gap, you know, you got the Twins, Astros, and Rays right there. And then going down the list a little more, you got some teams that are, are good, but with the short season and not much time, Chances of them making uh, making the playoffs are good, but making a deep run probably not as great. You got those teams like the uh, the Athletics, Oakland Athletics, the Braves, Atlanta Braves, Washington Nationals, New York Mets, Cleveland Indians. 
those teams. And I, so I'm putting the Mets right now at 33 wins. A lot of people are having them more at 30 or 31. But uh, I really believe that this is kind of an underrated team, although they are now starting to get some credit for that they're rising and, you know, that they're making good moves. I really think that this is kind of still an underrated team, and I could see them getting 33, even 34 wins possibly and being right up there with uh, the, the Rays and Astros. As for odds, I'm just going to read uh, off some of the top odds for you. The... Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers have a plus 375. So if you don't know what the betting odds are, if you bet $100 that the Washington Angela, that the Los Angeles Dodgers will win the World Series, and they do, you will make $375. If you bet $100 the Yankees will win, you'll make $450. Or for every buck you bet, you will make $4.50. Um, and like I said, there's a huge gap between the Dodgers and the Yankees. The Dodgers are at plus 375. The Yankees at plus 450. Then you got the Astros at plus uh, 1,200. The Twins at plus 2,000. 20, Atlanta Bla Braves at 2,200 as long, along with the Athletics. And then the Mets are right there at plus 2,500, which I do... Uh, I do agree with that, that they're right up there. I think their odds should probably be a little bit higher, maybe 23, 24 possibly. But I do like them right up there. As I said, I think they're an underrated team. I think they have a better chance in the athletics and a better chance in the Braves. When you look at the Twins and Astros, though, that's when things start to get a little like, mm, I don't know. Um, some of the ones that I was a little surprised with, as I said before, the Washington Nationals are projected to win about 32 and a half, 35 games. But when you look at who at their chances, they've only got they've got um, 3000 plus 3000 chances. Um, and some other ones uh, plus 3300 for the Cleveland Indians plus 3300 for the Cubs. The Sox, the Red Sox are not looking so good. They're at plus 5000. Uh, one team that I was a little surprised with is the Milwaukee Brewers. I think they're one of the more underrated teams. Also, I think they're kind of rising a little bit. They um, they had 30.5 wins projected, and their odds right now are sitting at plus 5,000. So I think that's way too low for them. I think they should probably be up there with the clubs and the Indians at plus 33. Um, maybe just between the Nationals and the clubs, I'm thinking like a plus 32, but plus 5,000 for them is way too low. Same with the San Diego Padres, plus 5,000 for them. I think they should be more up with the Phillies at plus 4,000. And you know, coming down all the way to the bottom, you got plus 40 for the Marlins, plus 30 for the, uh, for the Pirates. So not much there they obviously have no chance in any of that even their win totals are super low the pirates are have a 25 win totals baltimore orioles got 20.5 so nothing up there but as for our new york teams yankees obviously one of the leading contenders and i don't don't underestimate the mets man uh don't underestimate the mets they, they're they going to be the surprise team that comes out and is right there. I could see them making it to 
a uh, conference semifinal, even maybe a conference final, a division final, but I could see them making it right up there. World Series chance, making it to the World Series chance probably aren't that great, and I don't see that happening. But I do like their chances at going to the playoffs and making a deep, unexpected playoff run. Judge lifted in the air again, deep right center, going back. 